Welcome to Things That Will Help with Buffy Barfoot. This podcast explores what it's like to be human and how to find tools to feel clear, grounded, and happier. The weekly theme will be simple as well as rich and something you can apply to your real life. The human stories ahead do not negate the hard or the dark, but rather point to the lighthouses along the way. This is Buffy. Hello, everybody. I'm super excited about today's podcast. There's an ingredient I see right now that almost everybody needs more of, and that's slowing down, nourishing, self-care, restoration. I decided that I want to give you an episode that is full to the brim of practical, simple ways to restore your body, brain, and spirit. And you can return to this list and this episode over and over again for restorative ideas to fill your cup. Keep the ones that resonate with you and disregard the rest or save them for later. One day they might resonate. I decided to put these into list form because sometimes that's nice to have things, even spiritual things, in a bite-sized breakdownable list. (laughs) These are not in any order of importance, and some are going to be more doable on a given day than others. They are all tools to support and activate the parasympathetic nervous system to offer nourishment to your system through slowing down, lessening anxiety, and making the complexities of the world and our go, go, go culture a little bit easier. As a reminder, I'm not a mental health professional, and I always encourage you to speak with your doctor and your therapist regarding your specific wellness. But these are tried and true tools, all of which have helped me along the way. This list is not complete. It doesn't cover nutrition, which I think is super important to stress reduction and to wellness, but it feels like that that's too much to include here today. I'm sure that I will continue to add to this list as I evolve and learn and and try to calm down in my own body and in my own spirit. Here we go. Number one, weight. Weighted blankets, sandbags, even bags of rice. This is significant for feeling safe and calm. I love to take Shavasana after a yoga practice under a weighted blanket. Additionally, you can place bean bags or rice bags in your hands, over your eye sockets, on your belly and groins. And you can attend to your upset or anxious feelings this way. I also find this helps with kids um, who are dysregulated and upset. It doesn't have to be in the throes of feeling anxious. You can just do this daily as a preventative support for your nervous system. Number two, bouncing. Bouncing helps to reduce extra anxiety and stale energy and it tends to drop you right inside your body and land you in the present tense sensations. I bounce every day. I have my kids bouncing every day too, which they think is silly and weird, (laughs) but it helps. Number three, 
Number three, hot water. If at all possible, all natural hot springs. It's my favorite place to sit inside of uncertainty and unanswered questions and find myself again. I'm always more clear, refreshed, and grounded after several hours of soaking. If natural hot springs are not readily available to you, a hot bath can be just as good. Number four, gua sha. It's an ancient Chinese healing technique. It involves using a little stone tool. They have plastic ones, but get the stone ones. I think they're better. They have a better weight. You can use it on any part of your body. I use it on my face, neck, arms, legs, and ankles. And gua sha stimulates the lymph, creates more blood flow, and increases collagen and circulation. You don't need to do it very hard. It's just little light strokes, little feathery strokes. I have noticed that it seems to help decrease inflammation and break up scar tissue for sure, which I'm always working on in terms of my right ankle from an old ballet injury from point shoes. You can order a gua sha set that has a few stone tools with with different angles and shapes, and it's not that expensive. It's like 20 or between 20 and $25, I think I ordered mine. I try to do it somewhere on my body every single day. Number five, shaking. Shaking, similar to bouncing, helps to reduce stale energy, refresh your body, lessen anxiety, and helps to regulate your nervous system. Along with bouncing, I shake every day. And I, I tend to imagine that after the shaking for at least a solid minute that I am, I'm left washed clean with only the essentials and everything that I need. And I shook the rest off, which is just a nice feeling. Number six, restorative yoga. Laying around, albeit skillfully laying around, on blankets and pillows and bolsters to support the body in gentle stretching, recovery, and stillness. We all think we need less of this than we do. Christine Whittle, Perrette Martinelli, and Beth Sanchez all teach restorative yoga in the Denver area and are exquisite at their craft. And I think Christine actually has some online classes, which are lovely. Um, If you are not able to make it to class in person or online, you can learn to practice a few restorative uh, yoga poses in your own bedroom and try one before bedtime for 10 minutes or so. And I found that it really can make a big difference in, in your well-being and reduction of stress and anxiety. Number seven, cold exposure. Cold plunges, cold pools, the cold ocean, or even just one of your kids turning a cold hose on you <laughs> every morning. Um, cold exposure can expand your tolerance and resilience, it does wonders for your overall health and well-being, and it has been linked to the reduction of depression. It's also great for circulation and a decrease of inflammation all over in your body. Um, Cold plunges and cold exposure offers a huge rush of endorphins. It tends to spike dopamine, improve sleep and mood, 
reduce stress and has been known to help remedy some aches and pains and boost injury recovery and reduce swelling. If you've not read the book Wintering by Catherine May, that's a great book to read to pique your curiosity about cold plunging. It's just a beautiful book in general to read. It's not all about cold plunge, but she involves some of that in her um, in her book. I would like to eventually get one installed in my backyard next to a saltwater hot tub. A girl can dream, right? <laughs> um, number eight, drain the day, which is what I call this. Legs up the wall every night before sleep for five minutes helps my body, especially my aching ankle. But I also think about that this ritual drains away any details from the day that I would prefer not to carry forward into the next day. So it's a restorative act, certainly, but also a cleansing of the slate to start anew with a fresh perspective. I really try not to miss this one, and I think it helps me sleep better, too. Number nine, Shakti Mat. I ordered a Shakti mat a few months ago, and it has these little pokey spikes on it, and I lay on it for 20 minutes at a time. The first couple of minutes is pretty uncomfortable, but soon, um, usually after two or three minutes, it starts to feel almost euphoric. It makes me very sleepy and peaceful, and every time I emerge with less back pain and more clear thinking. I love it. It was a really great purchase for me. I'm not sure Matt would say the same. He tried it one time. He couldn't make it through the first couple of minutes. And then because he's stubborn and dedicated and didn't want to be defeated, he tried it again and made it through the the whole 20. But I haven't seen him do it again. (laughs) And he didn't seem blown away like me. But I'm obsessed um, and try to do it every day. Shakti Matt. Number 10, regular self-foot massage. Before I put shoes on my feet, I massage the fascia on the bottoms of my feet and in between my toes for a few minutes each. When I take time to do this, I, I feel more connected to the earth. I think my ankle feels more supported, my bones and my hips and my low back feel more supported. I highly recommend taking this sweet time to do this foot ritual. Um, number 11, yoga nidra, which translates to mean the yoga of sleep. Jeremy Wolf, who is in Colorado, but also online everywhere. He's my dear friend and my favorite teacher of yoga nidra. It's an exquisite tool to add to your list of restoring all things you. When I'm practicing yoga nidra, I feel regularly intact and whole And um, at the beginning of every nidra practice, you start with a sankalpa or personal intention. And I think that also makes all the difference. Number 12, tapping, light tapping on with your fingers on your head, face, jaw, chest, arms, anywhere on your body. Explore and play with doing this regularly. I have been doing this a lot recently and found it settles me down and gets me out of fight or flight response. It creates safety, feelings of safety and restores 
balance. I do this every day for a few minutes, several times a day, and most certainly when I feel upset or triggered in a given moment. Number 13, stretching. A few minutes a day at least of stretching and tuning into what your body needs doesn't have to be a full-blown yoga practice, but instead it could be one or two poses to enhance flexibility and increase blood flow and presence. Number 14, breath. Conscious and controlled breath is one of the top things that will stimulate the vagus nerve, which is responsible for supporting our parasympathetic nervous system. Regular attention to breath work will elevate your life. I know that sounds lofty, but I have absolutely found this to be factual. It helps slow us down. It decreases stress. It increases prana and vitality and provides a bridge between our body and our spirit. Yes, yes, yes to all of that breath work. Number 15, early sunshine. Recent studies have shown that sun on your face, first thing, morning sun offers, morning sun in particular, offers significant boosts for our immune system and overall health. We all need vitamin D to thrive. And it seems like that morning sun is particularly vital. So when you pour your cup of delicious in the morning, sit on the porch and put your face to the sun for a few minutes while you wake up. I love to start the day this way now. It's my favorite thing. Number 16, meditate. I know, I know I talk about this a lot, but are y'all doing this every day? If not, get to it, my loves. You will increase your clairvoyance, which is super cool. And even your relationships will be better for it. You already know all the benefits to the brain. So just begin to believe them and apply it to your practice and really start to get into the rhythm of it. Start small and work your way up to 20 minutes. You're going to see so many things open up and your intuition will be sharper than ever. Number 17, massage. Treat yourself to regular massage if you can. It's so healthy for your tissues to get things moving. I believe that massage is an essential part of wellness, even though our culture tends to put it into the category of luxury. Number 18, hydration. Make sure you are drinking enough water, especially if you are uh, living in Colorado. I have, or anywhere in altitude, I've added electrolytes to my daily hydration. I've noticed a huge difference. And when I'm hydrated, I crave less sugar for sure. Number 19, sleep. So this seems obvious, but getting enough sleep is something essential to basic and overall health. Ideally eight hours or more, but everyone functions a little bit differently um, ideally pattern your sleep with the sun and the seasons. Lately, I've been going to sleep really early and getting up at 4.30 or 5. 
I feel clear and a lot less anxious when I do this, but however and whenever you can, sleep. Number 20, crying. A good, solid, wailing, regular cry will help you have a deep release. We all need this. So let the salt flow out of you and trail back to the ocean. Let it wash you clean so that you can start again. I try to do this regularly and it feels baptismal. You know something else really cool from a science perspective? Tears have shown to contain oxytocin and endorphins, which can actually ease physical pain. So cool. And crying activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which lowers the stress response, helping us feel more calm. So cry. Number 21, getting in nature. Uh, Lately, some people are calling it forest bathing, which is just a really fancy way of saying get out in the woods every day or at least get in your backyard, play in the dirt, um, walk around in the trees, look up at the sky when you are lying on your back, smell the trees and the plants and thank them for their oxygen, take walks, climb rocks, put your toes in the cold currents and make the effort to get there, make the effort to get outside particularly in the middle of nowhere. So good for us. 22, circling. So along with bouncing, shaking, tapping, I also circle every day. I circle my joints, my wrists, my shoulders, my hips, my head, ankles, and anything else I can get to 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 go in a circle. Um, It helps me get out like facial kinks and locate where I'm holding stress in my body and come back to myself in every way. Um, I do this with my eyes closed so I can stop and linger in places that feel stuck or sticky. I do this at least one minute a day and um, many days more than that, I think. I think it's also movement that reminds me that I am a dancer Uh, Because yoga is so linear, I I sometimes need to remember to explore this type of movement. It's so medicinal for your body. Number 23, bilateral stimulation. So hold an object in front of you, just like a, a pin or a stick, and keep your head still, but move your eyes As you move the object slowly from side to side, move it all the way until you can't see it anymore, then track it back slowly to the other side. This is a very good way to calm down if you are panicking. And as a person with a deep history of panic attacks, I can attest to the fact that this works to help in those moments where I'm stuck on the ceiling and can't really access my body. It brings me back to the earth and back to my feet. Do this for at least a minute a day. And you don't have to wait till you're panicking to do it. It's just a really good, good practice. Number 24, sighing. Loud, audible sighing helps to release stress pockets to allow the body to regulate. It accelerates healing when it comes to deep grief. And I've found returns us to the present moment. And it's a practice sighing. Um, you know, it's, it's a choice. Like I, 
I say, okay, I'm going to sigh for a little while. And I love it. And I found that it really helps me find deep release. Number 25, twisting. So along with bouncing, circling, shaking, and tapping, I twist. I stand up, free form. I twist my upper body from side to side, let my arms swing, and gently slap my body as I go. Knees soft. It's great for my lower back, and it's part of my mission to de-stress and inhabit my physical body. Um, I think it's good for our spirit, too, because it feels really free. And you can sigh when you twist. So there's two birds together. Number 26, sit against a wall. Another great one for decreasing feelings of overwhelm and panic. Sit down on the floor, but against a wall, back tall against the wall, and then press your back strongly against the wall for feedback. That pressing is key for the grounding and the return to yourself. Deep breaths and sit, pressing until you return to solid ground. Number 27, love in a sock. This is straight from my friend Christine Whittle, who is the queen of all things settling and calming. So two tennis balls in a sock and then tie it off. Slowly starting at the very top of your neck, base of your skull, place the balls underneath the weight of your own body on either side of your spine, and very slowly work your way all the way down your spine. Take your time, allowing the weight of your body on top of the tennis balls to massage your muscles that are directly surrounding your spine into a state of deeper release. This is such a great practice of self-care. So thanks, Christine, for sharing this with me over the years. Number 28, last but certainly not least, sit still, hand on your heartbeat, close your eyes, and find a certain place in your mind's eye that is sweet for you, a real place that you can smell, see, feel, and hear. Stay there as long as your visual practice will let you. Visualization takes practice, so don't give up if you don't see it the first few times. Keep trying. You could even do this during your morning sun catching if you like, but practice visualizing regularly. Super supportive for body, brain, spirit. Okay, that's not my whole box of tools, but it's the time that we have today. And what I've learned is, is that I may need to do more of this since there's more to share but that's enough for today. So I hope that you can use this as a resource to restore and replenish. My patron of honor today is Elizabeth Johnson. Uh, She's a dear person from my past in graduate school in Illinois. Elizabeth is a dancer, a mover, a dance maker, movement educator, and somatics practitioner. The older I, she says, the older I get, the more I gain respect for the power of movement in our lives, how moving around in whatever ways we can on any given day has the power to change for the better how we feel and think about ourselves, others, and the world. So fitting for today's podcast. Um, her favorite quote or one of her favorite quotes is, um, 
from Jaya John from Daughter Drink This Water. Your body is the architecture of your every ancestor. No more looking for flaws. Bow down. I was looking at the calendar and realizing that Things That Will Help podcast turns three years old on April 27th, which is coming right up around the corner. So, wow, um, I'm just taking a little exhalation to uh, recognize the, the beauty of that and the fullness of that. I can't believe it's been three years. So I want to I want to send a shout out and a thank you, especially to those of you who have been listening from the beginning and cheering me on and um, continuing to write to me and talk to me about that this is helping you and helping people that you know. I am going to take the month of May off just to clear my brain and heart and give myself a little space to find some new stories. I will be back on May 29th. Uh, at the very end of the month with a fresh new season of Things That Will Help podcast. I have no intention of going anywhere. So um, write to me. Tell me if you're enjoying the stories in the podcast. I would love to hear from you. And I hope that you have a beautiful day. Thanks so much, everybody, for all of your support. Take care.